Hello and welcome to another live broadcast from the Ottawa Business Journal. I'm Michael Curran. Today's show is titled Building Your Talent Pipeline Through Algonquin College. Since its founding in 1967, Algonquin College has been a post-secondary institution that by its nature is close to business. For students, that means delivering an education that balances applied skills and practical experience. For employers, that means creating programs that respond to the immediate and future needs of industry. In today's show, we'll learn about how two companies have forged, forged an alliance of sorts with Algonquin College. Nokia, the global telecommunications firm with offices in Canada, recruits from 20 Algonquin programs, and Ottawa-based Mercury Filmworks, an independent award-winning entertainment company, has a multifaceted relationship with Algonquin. It includes co-ops, it hires its graduates, it sits on advisory boards, and its executives even teach at the college. Plus, we'll learn from, we'll hear from a high-profile business advocate who has championed small business throughout the pandemic. He will talk about the impact Algonquin College had on his career. We're going to pack all of this into a 30-minute fast-paced show. And now let's welcome our special guest. He has spent 22 years at the college. He is now its president and CEO. Please welcome Claude Brule. Welcome, Claude. Hey, good afternoon, Michael. How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for making time to do this, Claude. We appreciate it. And I just just want to start off by showing a little bit of gratitude to Algonquin all, and all the post secondary education institutions what they've done through the pandemic, keeping you know the talent pipeline as we like to call it in this show going. What a job you've done and what challenges you've faced. Yeah, indeed, not just uh, our sector but all sectors have been uh, very much impacted by the pandemic. And uh, we're, uh, we're grateful uh, for the resiliency uh, of our employees uh, to, to move forward and uh, continue to produce the talent that this community needs. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, Claude, we should say from the outset, I, you know, I, I think everyone in Ottawa knows what Algonquin College is, but sometimes I wonder if they have a up-to-date modern sense of what the college is doing. I mean, you've got partnership programs with local companies, you offer a degrees in some cases, mm -hmm. uh, employers sit on advisory boards. Give us a, and, and of course the institution, by the way, is massive. I mean, you employ thousands of people and uh, tens of thousands of students. Give us a modern sense of what Algonquin College is today. My pleasure. Yeah, and you're absolutely right, Michael. If, uh, if our listener, your listeners, would probably have probably some images of Algonquin from many years ago, perhaps when they attended or, or relative attended. And uh, we have grown. In my time at the college, we've more than doubled in just about every metric you can think of, number of programs, number of uh, employees, number of students. It's, it's been quite a success story to watch this fine institution grow in Ottawa. Uh, used to be that the, most of our students came from high school directly. They left uh, you know, grade 13 uh, and, and came to college. No longer the case, uh, only about 25% or so of our students come directly from high school majority uh, spend some time uh, working first and then come to college uh, and a good number of uh, students come to us having completed or partially completed uh, a degree from university so it's, it's quite a, a different makeup of students than we used to have and as you said uh, we offer our own honors degree program about a dozen of them ranging from building science to interior design uh, we have a bcom in supply chain management 
automation, robotics, uh, and so on. And uh, we have some degree programs that we offer jointly uh, with Carleton and also with the University of Ottawa. So quite quite a, a mix, but we're, we're still an access uh, institutions, meaning that we, we offer um, you know, basic programs, uh, we offer pre-apprenticeship, apprenticeship, literacy programs and basic skills to allow adults to uh, towards the road to paid employment. So it's uh, it's quite significant. We now have a campus that's exclusively online. And interestingly, we launched it on the 6th of March 2020, a week before we all went our separate ways before the pandemic. And uh, it, it never looked back. You know, we're, we've got 13,000 students enrolled in taking online courses at the college. It, it has evolved so much um, since uh, its founding in 1967. As I noted off the top, when I think of um, uh, Algonquin College and other Ontario colleges, Claude, I think of post-secondary institutions that were formed to be close to business, close to industry, yeah. uh, very practical, but also, you know, bringing in the appropriate amount of theoretical. Get, share your vision on how you think Algonquin should mesh with the local business community. Oh, absolutely. Well, we have a vision, of course, on paper, uh, our, part of our strategic plan that, that we want to be a global leader in personalized, digitally connected, experiential learning. So it's a, it's a bit of a mouthful, but it really it, it, it uh, attests to our desire to uh, work internationally. We want to be able to uh, recruit international students to to study with us. We want to also be on the broader scale and be abroad as well. Uh, it's important to us that our experience is personalized. Um, we are, as you said, a large institution. And you know what? Most people come to the college and they still feel that that that's that um, that experience of feeling in a, in a small class environment because the majority of our flight setting are limited to 24, 30 students at a time. Uh, the faculty really get to know their students and that personalization is, is what uh, is our hallmark. Is It's why students really choose Algonquin College. So from, a, uh, from that perspective to then experiential learning, uh, my vision is to be the partner of choice uh, for the communities that we serve when it comes to education and training uh, and upscaling and uh, rescaling for the careers of today and tomorrow. So I want employers to think of us first when they have uh, manpower needs so that uh, we can help them. Yeah. And that's a perfect segue to uh, to the, the bulk of the, uh, the show that we're having here, Claude. So we've divided, as you know, today's show into three different segments. And the purpose is really to give real world examples mm -hmm. of how Algonquin is working uh, with various customer, with various uh, companies, I should say. And we've got a really fun uh, testimonial from one of your uh, alum from way back when. We're going to now move to our, our first segment. And this segment is focused on recruitment, as we've uh, alluded to. Uh, and it is a segment that in, involves one of Canada's uh, highest profile technology players, someone in the telecommunications uh, industry, Nokia. And a research from OBJ and the Board of Trade, Claude, show that one of the biggest barriers to growth uh, is, in fact, acquiring talent. And this video, we're going to take a look at how Nokia works with Algonquin College. As I indicated, it recruits from 20 different programs. Let's take a look at that clip right now. Nokia is recruiting from about 20 different types of programs from Algonquin College, anything from computer systems engineering to computer design, um, systems engineering, technical writer, 
uh, interactive media design uh, and, and such forth, uh, we do find that the uh, programs provide our, the students relevant skills to Nokia and are current and up to date. Um, you know, over the past several years, um, our program at Nokia has grown about 42%. Um, and out of uh, Algonquin College, we hire about 60 co-op students annually, and it's grown exponentially in the last two years. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've had a very long, uh, intentive and intuitive uh, partnership with the school, and uh, we definitely love uh, getting the students from the school. Thanks to Linda Krebs for uh, sharing those thoughts, uh, Claude. And this kind of sets up my question. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about work integrated learning, something that I think is pretty key to colleges. Um, mm. But also, maybe you can refer to, Claude, how Algonquin can help with local hiring needs yeah that uh, pipeline uh, for talent is is so critical for for employers so uh, we want to work very closely with employers understand uh, their needs their challenges their timeline when do they need that talent and by when and in what quantity uh, so it's important for us to be able to engage with the the, the right people within their organizations and and then put together a plan together and there's multiple ways to um, to form that pipeline it could be that you're looking for entry level um, graduates so you know many of our programs already produce excellent graduates in in those entry level uh, positions and uh, that may suffice for your needs or it, it may be that you need something customized you may need something that's delivered on your site it may be something that you need uh, that touches on on the equipment that uh, your company handles and so understanding those needs is, is so important you touched on uh, work integrated learning so that can take many forms uh, basically it's a form of learning that takes place uh, in a work place setting, which could be at the employer, or it could be uh, something that's uh, simulated or, or done perhaps on our site. So we have, for instance, some of our own, what we call learning enterprises uh, that are that mimic a workplace. We have a, a restaurant, we have a dental clinic, we have a hairstyling and aesthetic salon, and they take in clients. Uh, and so we are able to uh, make our students go through a uh, uh, learning process as if they were in the workplace. But we also do a large amount of placements with um, the employers in the community and whether they're cooperative education, what we call co-op, uh, whether they are um, field placement, clinical placement in the healthcare settings, they can take a, a wide variety of forms. And those would be where the students are placed with an employer and uh, we have a large office that helps with uh, working with the employers to understand their needs, um, produce the inventory of positions that are available, do the matchmaking with the employer, and prepare the students for uh, that time period where they're going to be with an employer. And while they're there, they're still in their academic program, so there's a bit of a safety net. And it's a bit of a large uh, job interview, if you want to call it. The employer gets to understand and work with the student. The student gets to appreciate the workplace. Um, and once they graduate, having done one or several segments of work integrated learning, uh, they're ready to hit uh, that employer's floor running. And that's, that's the beauty of uh, working with uh, employers that uh, work with us, especially around co-op. We have over 50 different co-op programs, 4,000 students registered 
with 3,000 employment partners altogether. So it's it's quite a large number of uh, offerings, all in the name of, of creating work-ready graduates. Yeah, I, I think, Claude, um, you're so correct in, in highlighting the co-op among other uh, work-integrated in, work uh, learning kind of principles. Um, as, as the labor force tightens, I think businesses have to get more creative mm -hmm. and can't sit back and just think, well, I'm going to put something on a job board and going to get the necessary applicants. That's not really a very sophisticated way to recruit. And I think we just saw from Nokia that in bringing in those co-op students from 20 different programs, it is, as you said, almost a, a job interview over a you know, met multiple months and they get to assess the candidates. And in many cases, and I think that's going to be a recurring theme in some of these clips, they hire people, right? So they, right. they bring them in through the co-op, they test them. And guess what? The students get a job. It's a win for uh, the student, of course, in starting their careers. But it's also, uh, I think, a big win for employers, Claude. So, yeah. you know, congrats to what Algonquin and and everyone else is doing in uh, co-op. Before we move on to our second uh, segment, Claude, I just want to remind uh, our live viewers that we are taking questions. So this is a little bit of a unique opportunity to uh, ask a question of Claude Brule. If you're logged into YouTube, you can do that through the chat function and uh, we'll be monitoring uh, the questions as they come in. We'll be uh, looking for those questions, I should point out, uh, at about 12.25 or so. So towards the end of the show, we've got two more segments. But please get those questions in, and we'll take a look at them in uh, in just a few minutes. Claude, we're going to move to our second se uh, segment. This one deals with uh, employability of Algonquin uh, alum. And as I indicated, you know, when I think of Algonquin alum, some high profile examples, I think of tech CEOs, uh, I think of a former mayor, of course, right. uh, but but really, you know, Algonquin alum are spread through the business community and, and very much in its uh, leadership. It's exciting to see. I also like your point, by the way, a few minutes ago, Claude, that a, that a lot of people are coming to Algonquin kind of as the finishing component uh, of their career. Yeah. So during the um, during the pandemic, Claude, I'm sure you you saw this person on TV and uh, heard him on radio, see, saw him quoted in the media very often. You had a very high profile candidate. In fact, he just received an award from Algonquin that really became one of the big advocates for the local business community. He was very high profile during the pandemic, and he really wanted to get the word out on you know what local businesses needed to survive. So let's watch this clip now from Michael Wood. Hi, I'm Mike Wood. I graduated from Algonquin College in 1997. Boy, did that feel like a long time ago, more than 20 years. And you know, the things that I learned as a student at Algonquin College and the travel and tourism program, I apply to my life today. That life includes being a professor at Algonquin College. You know, those little things that the professors do at Algonquin to make sure we all succeed, we all have the best future possible. All of those core principles, I try and apply to my teachings with my students today. And you know, in fact, when I owned an event company in the city for 10 years, I used to hire my former students, the ones that would graduate. About 85% of my staff were all former Algonquin graduates because they work hard, they know what they want, they're driven. And that's what makes being an Algonquin grad so amazing 
And that's what makes a school the best ever. Thanks so much for everything, Algonquin. Not only for me, but for our students and everybody else that will be attending in the future. We appreciate and love you very much. Thanks to uh, Michael Wood. That's a fun story, Claude, because you, know, you have someone that graduated in 1997. Uh, he started his career and then he okay. uh, starts a company and he starts hiring Algonquin grads. And now he's teaching uh, Algonquin students. So yeah. it's, you know, it's really multifaceted. Sometimes I think, Claude, when people think of the college, they think of, okay, I, I go there, you know, sometimes out of high school, sometimes after a university or other type of education. But in fact, Algonquin can really help with what we call upskilling or, or continuing the education of people that are already in the workforce. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and on the point of about alumni, since our inception in, in uh, 1967, we have about 210,000 alumni that graduated from the college. So even let's say half of them uh, have decided to you know, start their career and move elsewhere in Canada or abroad. But there's still about 100,000 perhaps out of a city of a million, that's about one in 10 person in a city is potentially a graduate from Algonquin College. Think about that for a minute. You know, that, uh, it's it's quite a, it's quite a, a bit of graduation here that uh, is here in this city uh, making the, the city run day to day and now many of these folks are as you said earlier CEOs they're vice presidents of companies uh, they're in position of hiring and uh, because of the experience they've had at Algonquin College uh, they come back to hire uh, newer grads and uh, continue that. Um, that cycle it, it's and and come back and teach for us as uh, as michael has done we're really proud of uh, michael such a great ambassador uh for the college and uh i love his enthusiasm it's it's great so uh you know for us as a as a bit of a finishing school as you said you know lots of people are now coming back for upskilling reskilling just to take a smaller segment of learning either to uh, continue to sharpen their skills, their competencies in their work, or perhaps move laterally or up uh, in, their, in their particular uh, vertical. And we have all kinds of offerings that contribute to that, whether it's a, a formal, uh, let's say, postgraduate or what we call graduate certificate uh, program. And we have many of those that are either uh, eight months, a year or two year programs that uh, give you this, an additional uh, certificate or they could be uh, a course through uh, our online division, uh, continuing ed courses, micro-credentials that are now uh, stackable that uh, you can start small uh, and you know stack those on top of each other and then contribute to a larger credential down the road. We have some programs where the entire class is made up of uh, students that have a diploma, a degree, or even a master's already. And uh, they're coming back for that specific uh, specialization that they need in their program. An example I'll give is uh, we have a geographic information system or GIS. And you can apply GIS to just about any discipline, whether agriculture, transportation, maritime, um, HR. You, you can layer that discipline on top of any underlying discipline the person already has. So we have a, a large number of people who want this as a specialization, and they come to Algonquin for that. 
And so that's one example I can give uh, of scaling that uh, that does happen. We've worked with employers where um, they're needing to to change a little bit uh, their particular line of business, or uh, the economy is such that uh, they're going through hard times. So we've had uh, the fortune of working, for instance, with companies that. Uh, uh, I'm thinking uh, Hershey's in Smith Falls. You may recall, you know, that uh, the plant uh, closed at one point. Well, we work with the uh, former employees to to help them reskill and find new avenues in order to uh, find new employment. Uh, there was a pilot program uh, with uh, the province of Ontario called Skills Advance Ontario, and uh, we've done uh, three or four programs with them in uh, steel and aluminum, in manufacturing construction and in healthcare uh, to help specific employers uh, reskill their workforce in order to either advance their product or service or, or you know, perhaps shift uh, their production to something else. So it's, uh, it's quite important for us to be able to be, as I said earlier, attuned to what the employer needs, uh, alert them to the programs that we have, the program that exists perhaps with the province in order to uh, shift uh, their talent and uh, for us to be able to produce the talent that they really need. Yeah, I re really get a sense, uh, Claude, in your answer, how the college is evolving to, as we said uh, from the outset, meet the needs of local business. Some great examples like that micro uh, credit example, how you stack yeah. them. And, you know, you could probably do those in, in kind of quick succession. Exactly. Fits in with people's busy lifestyles these days. So yeah. it's, it's encouraging to, uh, to see that. Uh, Claude, we're going to move uh, to our third and final segment. Wow, time is is flying. But I, I again want to remind people that they can ask some questions. Uh, I'll be uh, asking some of them to Claude Brule in just a few minutes. And if you're logged in to YouTube, you can do that through the chat function. Uh, also, I think in LinkedIn and, and Facebook as well. So the third uh, segment we're talking about, Claude, is uh, uses a, a kind of a fancy word. It's called knowledge transfer with local businesses. Uh, I think, you know, if you break that down, it, it really means something simple. It means that um, businesses can be helping to provide knowledge and information to the college to make sure the college stays relevant in terms of the uh, programs it's running. And there's a really cool local example, Claude. Uh, that example is Mercury Filmworks, and they've got a great example of knowledge transfer. Let's watch their clip right now. This is Mercury Filmworks. So we've enjoyed a very long-standing and close partnership with Algonquin College over the years, and particularly the animation program. Mm -hmm. Many of the uh, the people that we hire into the student uh, um, into the studio out of college come from Algonquin and from the animation program. We we have. Uh, a significant on-campus presence, not only in terms of our recruitment, so we attend the events, we, we, uh, we have a, um, a sponsorship award that we provide to, uh, uh, to third-year students, but also, um, you know, uh, we have uh, staff members in Mercury who work on campus and uh, build relationships with the students there, help mentor them throughout their program and you know, with whatever comes after they graduate and certainly help, um, um, you know, provide them with a foot into uh, our organization as, a, as an option for them when they graduate. And that, that keeps our relationship fairly close. As well, we've invited full-time teachers from the animation program on site to, to see how we operate here in the studio, um, understand our, our production pipeline and some of the requirements. And then that, that obviously is information that they're 
open to taking back and, uh, and incorporating into how they teach and, and the structure of their program. So there's there's been a very close relationship that way. And, and again, I think it's a mutually beneficial partnership. That was David Kenneford from Mercury Filmworks. Uh, great comments again, Claude. So you see this these complex relationships. Uh, yeah. You know, we're bringing in co-op students. They're hiring grads. Uh, they're bringing students and professors to Mercury Filmworks facilities to look at it. They're going on campus to meet students and showing them some of their work. They're even teaching at the college. So, right. uh, I mean, my goodness, what a what a great example of a complex, complex and valuable relationship. Yeah. But give us some other uh, examples of knowledge transferred between business and the college, Claude. Uh, absolutely, Michael. And, and those, by the way, are the, the, the types of partnerships we, we're looking to forge with, with many other uh, employers and organizations in, in different sectors uh, to, to really create win-win for both the college and for the employer and the community. So a, a way to allow for knowledge transfer, all of our programs or program clusters need to have what we call a program advisory committee or a PAC. And that's typically anywhere from a group of eight to 15 people. Um, there could be private sector, public sector. Uh, they're made up of uh, people who hire our graduates, hiring managers, uh, people in the know in the companies uh, that are related to that program. And uh, we allow uh, for the conversation to be around what's needed for the program to stay relevant. Uh, what do we need in, for the the skills and competencies of the learners for the future. Um, and so that helps us address any shortcomings or gaps or things that we need to be thinking about in the future to continue to make the program relevant and uh, produce the graduates that those employers will need uh, for their company. So that's one example of knowledge transfer. Another example is, uh, and we alluded to this earlier in the program, applied research. We do a large amount of applied research. We do about you know, 1,500, 2,000 projects a year uh, with uh, different employers. People, uh, companies bring a problem to us uh, that they want our students uh, mentored by faculty to solve. And there's a fair amount of knowledge transfer taking place there between uh, the employer, the industry, and, and our faculty and our, and our students. And that can go back into the classroom, that new knowledge, uh, and form part of the curriculum. And in the meantime, uh, the learners learn something new uh, about the employer. And many of them, after completing their, their studies and their project, end up being hired by the employer for the work they've done on solving those problems uh, for industry. And the third way of uh, uh, transferring knowledge is through our quality assurance processes. Every couple of years, we take a program apart completely and uh, we have interviews and sessions with stakeholders that could be current students, former students, employers, and we ask them for their input in order to continue to make the programs as relevant as we can make them and as high quality as we can make them. So those are all examples of how knowledge transfer can occur. Three great examples, and they all underline, I think, how the, the college is remaining very close to the business community. We're going to end off with a couple questions. There, there are more, a lot of the questions, Claude, I, th I think you have people excited here because uh, I'll bring them uh, for our producer. I'll bring some of these up on screen here. Uh, so we've got uh, many people looking to know how to connect, and we're going to give them some connection uh, information. Uh, we have, uh, you know, will there be a link? Yeah, there will yeah. be a link that we'll show in just a few minutes. So just hold on uh, for that. 
we have uh, a similar question uh, from, uh, uh, yeah, we got uh, who at Algonquin College. So we're going to give you an email address in there you uh, go. Just, yeah. a, just a second. And uh, uh, Nancy's asking, uh, interested in finding out how employees can connect. So we'll uh, do that. Look at this, Claude. We got a former uh, dean of the school. Oh, of my God, Dave. Yes. <laughs> Dave Donaldson, <laughs> a, a friend to Algonquin College and the Board of Trade alike. Uh, he's asking, Claude mentioned uh, WILL, uh, sorry, yeah. WIL, but yeah, doesn't will. want to expand yeah. on projects at Algonquin. Any comment on that one, uh, Claude? Well, I think I kind of touched on it uh, with, with applied research. You know, we, we do a number of projects. Some of those can be in-class projects um, and uh, some of those can be standalone. We work with funding, uh, research funding agencies as well. Uh, so we're able to bring in grant uh, research dollars to, to help uh, offset some of the costs of doing the research. But it's always, you know, a bit of skin in the game from the college, from the employer and often from a, a granting agency. And uh, we've, we've had tremendous success uh, in, in producing new products, improved services uh, for many companies and organizations. And it doesn't have to be just uh, on the technical side. We've done things on the business side, retail, marketing, marketing research uh, in particular, as well as branding, uh, as well as not-for-profit and NGOs. We, we've done work on the social side as well with grants from, um, from Shirk. Um, and Claude, we're, we're running out of time here quickly. So I just wanted to give you uh, one last opportunity to talk about, you know, how Algonquin College is looking to work with local business. Any any thoughts as we wrap up here? Yeah, I would urge uh, everyone to take opportunities to uh, uh, link up with someone from the college, visit our website uh, when, you know, after COVID, of course, when it's safe uh, to do so, come and visit us on, on campus. We'd love to see you, show you around. Uh, we're such a, a great institution, so modern, many beautiful pavilions to visit. Um, just engage with us and uh, we'll take every opportunity to do the same uh, when you have events at your locations. We'll uh, invite us. We'll be there. Yeah. And, and we've been teasing this email address. We'll bring it on screen right now, Claude. So uh, the email. So if you're watching this, we had, oh, my goodness, we had a whole bunch of people saying, how do I connect? How do I connect? Well, here's how you how connect. <laughs> Advancement at AlgonquinCollege.com. Advancement at AlgonquinCollege.com. Claude, thank you very much. I can't believe how quickly the time flew. It, it's obviously because we're having fun and enjoying and, and informing people about you know how Algonquin yeah. is uh, is keen to work with the local business community. Thank you very much for your uh, time, Claude. In fact, I'm going to bring for our producer this last. Uh, let's end with a compliment. How do you like that one? Algonquin College is a very good school. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, you guys have been so working hard. Yeah, yeah, you've been working hard in the pandemic. Thank you very much, and thanks for your time, Claude. We'll hope to see you soon. Bye bye. Thank you, Michael. Bye bye. So for uh, everyone watching, uh, that is the, uh, we're coming to the end of this uh, live broadcast. It will become a video on demand in uh, just a few hours. So you can visit the Ottawa Business uh, Journal YouTube uh, page. You can also, by the way, find it on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook. So you'll see the video in all of those spots in case you heard something today that you wanted to share with a colleague, perhaps your uh, HR or department. Um, uh, it's been a it's been a great time. It just demonstrates uh, how Algonquin and the other post-secondary institutions, I think, are a very very special part of Ottawa's uh, economy. It what it's what they do help set 
uh, us apart from other cities and help us uh, stay competitive. And you heard from uh, Nokia and Mercury Filmworks and Michael Wood here giving you some concrete examples of that. So that's all the time we have for the show. On behalf of all my colleagues at the Ottawa Business Journal, I'm Michael Curran. Hope to see you really soon. Please stay connected, stay safe. Bye-bye.